Hello everyone and welcome to the home birth experience. It has been a long time since I have released a podcast, but I am here today to bring you some new content. I am Julia Meyer, the midwife and founder of Cleveland Home Birth and your home birth experience host. I am joined here today with a very dear friend of mine, Amanda Dyer. Hello, Amanda. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. This is fun. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited. So Amanda and I, well, first of all, I think that we have to have a disclaimer that Amanda attended her first home birth last night. Oh, it was and amazing. we've been up all night. <laughs> And it's now, I think, around noon. Yep. So we might be a little bit uh, just, you know, off the collar, <laughs> <laughs> which isn't really anything new. No. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Okay, Amanda and I go pretty far back. I would, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so her husband, Ben, is a pilot. Mm-hmm. And met my father through their pilots association. Yep. And the rest is history. It is history. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember, like, back in the day, um, before you became a nurse. Yeah. I think I was at the tail end of my apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. 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 So, and you were in nursing school. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, like, why don't you introduce yourself? Because I'm not doing a great job of introducing you. <laughs> why don't you introduce yourself? <laughs> I want to know, um, like, why did you decide to become a nurse? Like, why? You know, we met, and oh wait, back up. I think I do have something. So why are you in Cleveland? Because Amanda and Ben yes. live in Cincinnati. Yes. I'm from Cincinnati, living yes. in Cleveland, and I've been begging them to come up, mm -hmm. and life is just so busy, but thanks to COVID, a lot of us don't have jobs or have an abundance of work. Yeah. And thanks be to God, we're all provided for, and Ben right. and Amanda were like, hey, we're footless and fancy free now. Yeah. Because we're not going to comply, and we're going to live our lives. Yeah. And I said, well, if you're footloose and fancy free, I'm not. You need to come to me. I'm yep. on the lake, baby. <laughs> Your house is beautiful with an amazing view. Oh, thanks. Obsessed. Yes. I know. God is good. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So anyway, that's how Amanda <laughs> ended up here because she's yes. a NICU nurse. And I was yes. like, girl, I have so many births. Mm -hmm. I can always use another set of hands, especially yeah. a NICU nurse. Like come up so they came mm -hmm. up to cleveland this was so it's friday the 17th of december right now and they came up sunday yeah. before yep. with their 10 month old daughter and we have just been having like the most relaxing like family time yes it's been awesome yeah i love it i can't believe it's friday and we have to leave i know i'm really kind of like not happy about it <laughs> me either <laughs> Time just flies when you're having fun, though. Seriously. Yeah. Okay, so back to you. Tell us, why are you a nurse? Why are you doing what you do? Oh, my gosh. I love to help people. And I love babies. 
Mm -hmm. So it's interesting because I feel like this is coming first full circle. Um, I thought I wanted to do labor and delivery. Well, I knew I wanted to do maternity. I thought I wanted to do labor and delivery. That's what I had in my mind through nursing school. I didn't take no for an answer for my preceptorship, and I got a labor and delivery with a good friend of mine. And I had a great experience. She let me be hands-on. And then there was just one delivery that really scared me. Mm. And at this time, I was a PCA on the postpartum unit. Okay. So I just was like, I think I want to stay postpartum. So when I passed my boards, became a nurse, stayed on postpartum, but like something inside me wanted to do more, like with the babies. So again, I didn't take no for an answer. And when an opportunity arose in our NICU, I jumped all over it. Because postpartum, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love bonding with the mom and the baby. And education is really huge in postpartum. Oh my gosh. It um, is so vital. Yeah. Especially for first-time moms who yes. don't know anything. They haven't done this yet. Right. Even if they have a million siblings and cousins, they still haven't been a mother yet. Right. So I feel like that is so important. Mm -hmm. But something inside me just wanted more. I wanted more experience. I wanted more hands-on. Honestly, a little bit of adrenaline rush, maybe. Yes. Um, I think all of us in this line of work have a little bit of a tendency to, to seek a thrill. Yeah. So I became a NICU nurse. Um, the hospital that I work at is a level two NICU, meaning 32 weeks and above we can take, um, you know, really like stable sick kids, if that makes sense. Like I did a lot of like blood sugar babies, CPAP, like oxygen requirement babies, mm -hmm. um, antibiotics. Mm -hmm. But I did get that thrill of, delivering 24-weekers or 28-week twins. Um, and So for, uh, sorry to interrupt you, for the audience, for those of um, them who don't know the levels of NICUs, and you're a level two, you said. Yeah. What are the levels? So it's like normal newborn, you know, is like, I think like one. Level and one. then level two, you know, is at certain criteria. And then if we had to stabilize our kiddos and ship them out to a level three, like we had a sister hospital. Um, and they take more of like oscillators, like higher oxygen requirement mm -hmm. kiddos, vents, um, anomalies mm -hmm. type thing. And then level four would be like since night children's in our area where it's the babies are really sick on right. ECMO or you know, needing surgery right away. They're not or, stable at all. No. Yeah. So level four is the highest and you right. were right there in the middle. You were dealing with some, some intense stuff. Yeah. And I feel like, like I, I could deliver, I stabilize them and then we ship. I think there is a part of me that wants to be a level three to get that more experience, but coming back to full circle, 
I do kind of miss like that labor and delivery thing because as a NICU nurse, I go to the crazy deliveries that, you know, like Mm -hmm. we know kind of or anticipating a bad delivery. So Mm -hmm. I am right there, but I kind of like him. I kind of miss, you know, delivery, like normal labor and delivery. Mm -hmm. And especially now that I had my own labor and delivery experience, it is such a wild ride. Yes. Um, so I just love all of it. I love maternity as a whole, like the pregnancy, delivery, um, normal newborn and sick babies and or preemies. Like I just love it all. Yeah. I just love helping people, bonding with the families. It's an amazing journey. And I can tell that you love it and that your heart is where it's meant to be. Mm-hmm. 100%. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it just made me think about, so yesterday, you know, Amanda and I are like, okay, we really want to have birth while yeah. she's here. We really want to have yes. birth. And of course, it's not on our timing. No. And Amanda said, you know, we're leaving Friday morning, so you'll probably have one Friday night. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. It's probably how it's going to go. And, you know, a lot of people want to see a birth. They want to go to a birth. I'm telling mm-hmm. her this. And people have come visited, other nurse friends, doctor friends, you know, no one ever goes into labor. Nobody has a baby. But yesterday morning, mm-hmm. one of my babies that was due on Christmas mm-hmm. was... Uh, deciding to make his arrival yesterday. So she was texting me in the morning saying, you know, things yesterday were kind of 10 minutes, 15 minutes apart, kind of all day, but not that strong. But today they're stronger, closer, longer. I'm like, all right, so we're probably going to have a baby. Yeah. And Amanda immediately. (laughs) I I don't know if you, who was more excited, you or Ben? Oh, I mean, Ben probably a little bit, but I he was wanted, excited. Yes. yes. I mean, he, I want to marry. He was, side note, don't, don't, uh, let Ben listen to this. He was texting me without <laughs> you, like saying, <laughs> I really want Amanda to have this experience. I yeah. think it'd be great for her. And I'm like, so sweet. I mean, he's just the cutest. He really is. Yeah. He's so supportive too. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. So we get the text and we're kind of staying in contact with our mama all day, you know, seeing how she's doing. Things things are kind of ebbing and flowing. She went out of the house, so things kind of slowed down. Then she got back home and I said, well, I think I'd like you to drink about 40 ounces of water within an hour. And she did. She said, I must have been dehydrated because things are really picking up now, which, you know, I always... If you're one of my clients listening, you know how much I harp on staying hydrated. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Because it's vitally important. Yes, it is. The muscles, the body cannot work if it's not properly hydrated and nourished. Right. Period. Correct. Yes. Mm -hmm. So she started picking up again and we just hung out at the house all day. I canceled the other prenatal visits because they were in the evening and I knew we'd be going to her by then. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, we decide, I think at like five, no, like at four 30 or something, yeah, yeah. we decided, okay, let's give ourselves an hour to kind of get some food, shower, freshen up all these things. And 
then we're driving there. It, what it, you said, Julia, when I get called to a labor and delivery, I'm getting called to a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. she's a NICU nurse, you yeah. know? So, like, yeah. they don't need the NICU nurse in a normal no. delivery. Mm-mm. They need the NICU nurse when they know the S is going to go D. Yep. <laughs> yes. So I was kind of feeling it a little nervous. Yeah. But it was, like, good nerves. I'm excited that I get to be part of this part of this mom and dad and family's journey and mm-hmm. yeah. this baby coming in this world and yeah. And the other way that I got to see that you're doing the work you're called to do is because I could not pick up a nervous vibe or a facial expression. Thank you. I have been, my girlfriends at work say I have a really good poker face. Yeah. Like when shit is going down, they look over and they're kind of comforted because, you know. Of your demeanor. Yeah. 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 I think it's so important too because I have experienced and I've also observed, you know, when shit is going down, sometimes the family members, the dad, like they look at the medical team to see if they're freaking out. Mm-hmm. So when you are calm, cool, calm, and collected, you have to be. Oh yeah. For the patient. Oh yeah. And to like, because you're trained to do this. Uh huh. Yeah. And it's it was really interesting seeing it on your face because people tell me that same thing. Mm-hmm. Moms, dads, students, people always say to me. You brought such a peace into the room. Oh, yeah. And you were so calm. And I always like glory to God because it's his peace, not mine. Yeah. And if it weren't for him, I would not be able to do that. But I got to see because inside, sometimes I'm not feeling that peace or calm. Oh, for sure. Sometimes there is a gigantic storm going on inside of me. Yes. That pit in your stomach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like yeah. feelings you can't describe because yeah. you are being calm mm-hmm. and you, you go into go mode. Like you put yeah. on your poker face because yeah. you're designed to do this work. So it's like, I don't know. It's so automatic to me, yeah. but I haven't seen, cause I'm always like, really, did I really seem that peaceful? Because really there was like a crap storm brewing inside of me. Mm-hmm. And for you to say, like, no, I'm really nervous. I'm almost getting nauseous. Yeah. (laughs) And not have even felt the energy Mm -hmm. of that. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't even feel anxious energy coming from you, let alone even, I mean, there wasn't even a wince in your face that showed any nervousness. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, so that, like, I guess I do actually do it. Like, yeah, because I'm seeing it in you. Yeah. (laughs) And I totally saw it in you, too, like that. It was so peaceful, and you just have a very calming effect to your patients, and I totally, mm-hmm. and I was inspired last night. Aww. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It was. That's really awesome. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is, I'm just thinking about this whole, like, calm thing. I don't know if you can relate if you're the same way, but it's actually when things get intense and like I have a resuscitation, for example. I got a baby coming out, I look at its color, I look at its reflex grimace, and I know before the body's out, I'm gonna have to work on this baby. Mm-hmm. 
And I literally ground myself. I will take one second and, and ground myself. Like I will feel my feet on the floor or if it's mm -hmm. my knees, I will feel my knees on the floor and I will say, okay, I'm grounded now. And, and I start moving and in those moments, I don't feel a storm brewing. Yeah. At all. I that totally I'm like, I am in my zone. Oh yeah. And I am, I am going to breathe life into this baby and this baby is going to do great. Mm -hmm. You know, and I never have a doubt that I'm, anything but the best is going to happen. Yeah. But when I have to work on a baby or work on a mom, mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. But just like I'm in the zone and I don't, I don't feel any nerves then. I can totally relate. Yeah. Really? Okay, so mm -hmm. I'm not crazy. No, totally not. I mean, when I work on babies, it's, yeah, it's like you are in the zone. Now, afterwards, after I'm done stabilizing, it's like, oh, my God, I am exhausted. Oh, like yeah. You, you come down from that big <laughs> adrenaline rush, and you're like, whoa. Uh -huh, the hormones are real. Oh, uh -huh. yeah. I need a nap or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's... There's no denying it. <laughs> and even 10 years into this, yeah. I still get thrown off by that. You know, after yeah. a big resuscitation or something, I'll feel so tired and I'll be like, I don't know why I'm tired. Like, yep. it takes me by surprise every time. Same. Oh, yeah, Julia, you're tired because you just resuscitated a baby like mm -hmm. eight hours ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and got this giant shot of <laughs> adrenaline that now you're coming off of. Yep. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay, so we're driving there, and I know this is going to be what we call butter birth. You know, first, first baby... Um, without anesthesia. So fourth baby, but first right. one without anesthesia. So that's always a wild card. Yeah. You I know, always a wild card. But this particular mom, I knew there was no question. She was having her baby at home. She was going to do it. I just didn't know to what degree she was going to fight it. Mm -hmm. And I was impressed. I will I say. Too. Yeah. I was impressed. I was impressed too. Yeah. She, that was amazing. It really was. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we have a lot of different things I want to talk about. So let's talk about now, because I want to go back to your story and your journey. I want to hear your birth story and how that changed your perspective and all those great things. But let's, so let's bring full circle, like, from NICU nurse to home birth setting, we talked about the nerves and you were mm -hmm. kind of like nervous, but you and I were talking through that while we were at the birth. Christina was there, which I'm saying Christina's not here with us today, but you know, yeah, it is what it is. Um, so we're talking through it. You're just really observing what's going on. Total. Yes. From NICU nurse to home birth observer. Tell me. Your biggest, like, what is the biggest thing in the forefront of your brain right now? The, uh, it is like night and day, I will say. Like, I feel like I was empowered having you let that mom and just have full control. 
Or I feel like in the hospital, it's like, okay, we're going to do this, this, and this, and then have your baby. Mm-hmm. Like I was, yeah, it's definitely interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, either setting, you know, how you, it's the same outcome, your baby's here, and it's beautiful either way. Yes. But it's, I mean, I was empowered, have, like, seeing that home birth. And now I don't know if I can do it myself. <laughs> I'd like to think I would. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you have to be in, in that mental state. Mm-hmm. And... You do. It takes a lot of courage mm-hmm. and mental power, mm-hmm. mind over matter for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the word empowerment, like I'm really glad that that is the word that keeps coming to your mind because that's what I strive to give my clients. Mm-hmm. I strive to empower them in their journey. It's their journey, not mine. Right. And they're fully capable of birthing their child. Yeah. But they, as I would, need somebody to hold my hand and walk this journey and educate me and hold space for me. For sure. The one thing that you said that I thought was interesting we were talking about earlier this morning is you said you just like let her push her baby out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That was an amazing moment that I probably will never forget. Yeah. Because I mean, I've seen unmedicated, natural, I've seen it all in the hospital setting, but mm-hmm. never at home. Mm-hmm. You know, just all hands right there and you're just there to catch the baby. Literally. And the mom, the husband's right there. Like, it was just so beautiful. I feel so blessed that I got to see that. Right? Last, this morning. Right? <laughs> you mean, yeah. I don't know if people know that I'm dead serious when I say it is an honor to be invited into that space. Like, I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know if they get it. It, it truthfully is. I, every time I'm like, wow, I just got to be part of that. Yeah. Wow. I totally kept thinking that, and I thanked the mom. Mm -hmm. Like, thank you for letting me observe and be in your home and Mm -hmm. be here and just take your pictures. I hope you like them. I know. (laughs) In your video. (laughs) Because I was so nervous. (laughs) I was so nervous I was going to drop a baby in the toilet. I'm not going to lie. And I don't want people listening being like, "Uh uh-oh, don't drop my baby. But I have that same fear. They're so slippery. Well. I mean, I never worry about it unless I've got tile underneath me. For some reason, that's just my thing. I'm like, and when they're standing Mm -hmm. and I I don't have a good angle. Yeah. Like if they're standing, it's fine. If I have like a good angle and I know, okay, when this baby drops out, like I can just scoop, like scoop it into my chest, you know? Yes. But you saw where I was. She was. Oh, yeah. She stood up off the toilet, and we're in a very small bathroom. Oh yeah. And I had to like slide in between a wall and the toilet, and like straddle the toilet that she <laughs> was standing over, and her husband was in front of her, sitting on the tub. I mean, it was like yeah. 
I can't even, like, there wasn't even no room for my arms to move. And I'm like, I know. Close the toilet seat, Julia. Yeah, favors of the toilet. You did say that. I let did. Me, let me shut the lid. I said it out loud. I know I did because yeah. I looked down and I thought, well, that's not going to be good if, if I don't catch the baby because I didn't know how fast the baby was going to come right. out and I wasn't in position yet. No, you were not. So I was like, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah. I'm using a lot of cuss words today. I guess that happens when I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm on my second coffee and this one doesn't have cream or anything. So I'm. Oh, so you're desperate. Yeah, I am. I'm on my second can of chemicals, my Diet Coke. <laughs> I mean, I can't help it. Yeah. Okay, so, um, yeah, in that birth, I was coming off a rather traumatic birth, mm -hmm. so it was really nice to um, have a very healing, mm -hmm. healing experience after that. And I, I don't know if trauma is the right word. It was a, it was um, an outcome I've never dealt with before. Yeah, it was a a first time in my 10 years. So mm -hmm. it was a big deal to me. Oh yeah. Huge. And it still is. Yes. So I am just so thankful to God that this was such a beautiful experience. And I also, I was telling Amanda, um, God always gives us what we need because having her as a NICU nurse be at this, this birth, it's like an extra level of reassurance that I needed right now mm -hmm. and even just it was just the moral support like you were holding space for me while I was holding it for mom mm -hmm. yeah it was cool it was a cool thing yeah anything else about your experience at the birth you want to talk about before we get into your birth story oh my gosh <laughs> well it was funny because I was you know kind of telling my husband this morning about my experience and I what I think is so beautiful is that like everything just like happened the way that it happened and you really didn't intervene like you caught the baby put the baby to mom and then you just kind of like stepped back placenta came out we got the mom to bed and then it was just the three of them in their room I mean I'm getting chills right now just talking about it just like let them be and I thought that's so beautiful. I mean, in the hospital setting, yes, we are very all for skin to skin, breastfeeding, try not to interrupt, but they still kind of do. Like they're pressing on mom's belly, they're listening to baby while on mom's chest. And I think that's where the difference is from home birth to hospital is that you just like let them be and just be one a quiet setting and their setting. It was just so beautiful. That's awesome that you saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes I forget because it's an automatic for me. Mm -hmm. I forget that not everybody gets that experience. No. Yeah. That's interesting because I will also add to that. As a midwife, sometimes it's hard to sit on my hands. Mm -hmm. But that golden hour, I never struggle sitting on my hands. Yeah. 
ever Mm-mm. because it is so physiological, emotionally, spiritually, like it is so important to so many things, breastfeeding, development, bonding, like all these different things it's, it's important yeah. to. I don't struggle to sit on my hands in that hour. Yeah. It's just such a beautiful moment. It truly is. And you don't need to put a stethoscope on a baby. Yeah. If the baby is transitioning well, Mm -hmm. you can see that. If the baby is not transitioning well, you can see that. And then you will want to put a stethoscope on a baby. Right. But when you know a baby is transitioning well, you let it do what it's supposed, what it's doing. Like you don't interrupt I mean, nature is so beautiful and powerful and... Don't mess with nature. Right. I mean, even (laughs) stimulating is messing with nature. Yeah. Some people want to get in there and just rub, 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 and dry, 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 and flick their feet. And and it hasn't even been 20 seconds yet. And I'm thinking, hold on a second. And that's, I'm glad that you brought that up because when I was telling my husband this morning, like a part of me, like medically, like my medical training and experiences, like, I kind of wanted to jump in and be like, okay, but obviously I'm, I was just there to observe then, <laughs> but I had that urge mm-hmm. to like do something, but I know that it was okay mm-hmm. to just step back and just be, let them be. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Our society mm-hmm. has literally been brainwashed that we are better to intervene. Yeah. Our instincts are even telling us, mm-hmm. do something. Right. That's not what is instinctual, like should be instinctual. Right. That was like my medical instinct. Yeah. But I totally get like, I I, I feel, yeah, because I, I, I was trained. I'm trained. And that's how most society has been trained. It's crazy. It is crazy. And I will tell you what, also, when something's not right, mom's already intervening. Mm-hmm. I've seen Nine that times out of ten. Yeah. She's already like, come on, baby, come on, baby. And she's, you know, rubbing baby's back and, and all the things. But I definitely, I hear what you're saying. It's... Um, it's beautiful to sit back and just see it happen. I do remember after a few minutes, though, saying to mom, you want to wipe the baby's face off? Yeah, you did say that. Yeah. Because <laughs> the baby was kind of goopy, you know, yeah, but. He was. He was breathing fine. He was doing a great job. But yeah. I was like, eh, just get that fluid out of his eyes and right. wipe it around his nose. Just wipe him off. Yeah. So, like, you as a provider sitting on your hands letting mom do her thing and everything, when it comes time, I guess, delivery. Yeah, that was hard for me to sit on my hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that's... I always tell people, the hardest part of my job is sitting mm-hmm. on my hands. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, but it was so beautiful. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. I'm so glad that I was a part of that and got to witness that. So am I. Now everybody I'm trying to convince her she needs to move to Cleveland and be part <laughs> of the team. <laughs> We would be the trifecta, you, Christina. Yeah, we would be the best trifecta. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. 
We would be so, oh, that would be the bomb. That would be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what's in the future, I was everybody. just about to say. <laughs> <laughs> never say never. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay, so from her birth experience to yours. I want to jump into your your story. Like, are you ready to share with everyone? Can you do it? I think I can. Yeah, Yeah. because we usually have, like, home birth stories on here, and I'm so excited for everybody Mm -hmm. to hear a positive hospital story. I feel like I'm not the norm, though, because I am a first-time mom. Mm -hmm. So first, you know, baby first pregnancy and everything. Like I am in the medical field. I'm a maternity nurse. I know the things, mm-hmm. but I really don't. Like, you know. Yes, you do. But it's different because I it's me going through it. Okay, I see. Of, I see, yeah. So, I mean, I had an uncomplicated pregnancy, which I think is a blessing. I was pretty nauseous like every day for the first like 13 weeks, mm-hmm. but I just listened to my body. I drank a lot of water. I tried to stay hydrated. I tried to really eat, you know, nutritious food when I was hungry. Um, body armor was really good for mm-hmm. headaches, like the low calorie. I loved peach mango. I still do. So do to I. To keep my milk supply up. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of moms say it's good for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my husband and I did all the things, like the belly pictures and like the yeah. trimesters and the app and, you know, this week she's this week or this size and doing this. And it was... You really I'm, delighted in your pregnancy. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Like the kicks and everything, like it's something that... I feel very blessed I got to experience and hope I get to experience again, you know? Yeah. And I was very nervous for my delivery. Very. I mean, who isn't? Right. I was just going to say, so like normal nervous, or do you think you're more nervous because you do know a lot of things? I, well, I'm like a nervous person anyways. I'm like anxious a little bit, but I can calm myself down. Like, you know, but And I try not to put that in the forefront of my thoughts Mm -hmm. because this was my experience. This is my story and what I deal with on a daily basis at work is not going to be my, you know, outcome or story or, you know, but it's, it was definitely more hard when I was pregnant because I always put myself in my patient's shoes, Mm -hmm. especially being a NICU nurse and having your baby away from you. Like, that is just so hard. Yes. And I always tell my moms, I, I'm i taking great care of your baby. Like, it's my own. Like, yes. you know, because you have to take care of yourself, too, in yes. the postpartum. Uh-huh. The fourth trimester that no one really talks about. Amen. And it was, I had moments where I had shit storms and I had to step away and cry because I'm, like, emotional yeah, it's I'm all putting myself building. in her shoes, and I just kept thinking because I know, I know too much. Yep, I know way too much. Yep, and that you know 
ignorance is kind of a bliss sometimes. Like, <laughs> yep, hundred <laughs> percent. I would go home and tell my husband. He's like, you know, let's not think about that. Like, it's okay. Uh huh. You know, it'll be okay. He was very supportive. Still is. Um, but throughout the pregnancy, it was very supportive. But it was coming time to deliver. Mm-hmm. And I have a great OB team. So I work with at the hospital. And, you know, you get the routine checks and everything. And I think it was as early as 32 weeks, they were asking to schedule an induction. No. And... I, that just rubbed me the wrong way. Cause I'm like, no, like, let me, let me see what my, yeah, let me see what my body does. You know, I know what, but but Amanda, we should just get it on the books. It doesn't mean we're going to have to do it, but we should just get it on the books. I could just hear it now. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, exactly. We want to get you a spot. Yeah. Make sure you get who you want to deliver you. Yes. So we might as well just get it on the schedule. As early as 32 weeks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I was very adamant about, let me see what my body does. Good for you. I advocated for myself because I know medically everything, but I also was listening to my intuition. Mm, Amen. That's vital. And I was like, let me, you know, let me just see what my body does. So I was like 38 weeks and I had worked three 12s in a row. I work night shift. I've worked night shift since the beginning of my career in 2012, full time, which is, you know, three 12s a week, sometimes four. I had a, I don't know why I did this to myself, three 12s in a row. And it was my 38 week appointment on a Thursday morning, three hours after my shift ended, I had my, my check. <laughs> went to the wrong office. I was 15 minutes late, lost my cell phone in the bathroom. I, oh, geez. So my blood pressure was a little elevated. Of course it was. And I told my doctor, listen, he was like, it could be just because of what you just went through. Uh-huh. Like, what is wrong with you? Right. Scheduling this appointment. After you were three 12s in a row. Or it could be pregnancy-induced hypertension. And it wasn't even that high. It was like one... 40 over 90. Okay. Not terrible. You're on the high end of feeling comfortable. Right. So I was like, listen, I have a blood pressure cuff at home. Like, let me get some sleep. He was like, I, I want to see you Monday. This was yeah, a Thursday. He's like, I want to see you Monday. Let's go to your induction. <laughs> I was <laughs> Again, like, let me remind you. No. Long story short, I took a nap. It went back down to like 120 over 70. I felt better. It was fine. And went to my 39 week. They asked me and I was like, no. But it was like that Saturday when I was 30. So it was a Thursday that I went. It was a Saturday that I think I lost my mucus plug, which is such a weird feeling. I bet. told Ben, I was like, uh. (laughs) (laughs) My mom came into town. We were just relaxing. And they scheduled me for 40 weeks. And then they were like, listen. They were not going to let you get away without scheduling. They were like, at 41, we're doing it. You know, because a a first-time mom sometimes goes a little early. 
But most of the time they go past their due date. Let's just be real. Almost everybody Almost does. Almost every, everyone. Yeah. Which is very normal. Yes. In France, 41 weeks is considered full gestation. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Wow. Think about that one. Yeah. Blow your mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go on. So my due date was February 11th on the Thursday, right? Okay. And... And we're in, in COVID times. This is February 2021. Yeah. Oh, shoot. And in Cincinnati, we had the most snow we have had in years. Really? It was like February 9th, and it's like snowing at 2 o'clock in the morning. My poor husband, he was shoveling the snow He because he wanted to be prepared. Yes. We had our bags packed, and, you know, he was just, like, nervous. On edge. Because he is. You know, uh -huh. he's like very time oriented. He's like, I, I don't like waiting. Like, right. He's like any day now, like, when is it coming? Uh -huh. And I, looking back now at my body knew, you know, what to do. So I woke up on my due date Thursday. Really wasn't that hungry. Okay. But my mom was in town. She makes great food. Uh -huh. So I had a little breakfast. Yeah. And then I took the best nap of my life, you know, good. And then woke up, still wasn't that hungry, but it was like evening time and it was like eight o'clock. I kind of felt something mm -hmm. cramps a little bit and it's so crazy. My mom just looked at me, just like looked and she was like, are you feeling something? <laughs> I feel like I, you know, I have a good poker face and I'm yeah. like, I mean, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I've been feeling the Braxton Hicks, like, you know, you should time these is what she said. And I was like, oh, the no. alarm went off. No. I came up with all the excuses, Julia. I want to hear them. <laughs> I was like, I just need to get in the shower and get like a warm shower. Because secretly I was timing these and they were three to five minutes apart. Yeah. Lasting like 40 to 50 seconds. Yeah. And I was like, if I can talk through them, they're good. You know, yeah. the app that I was using, like you could rate them. Right. severity. I just need to get a shower. Mm -hmm. Got a shower, felt better. I went to go sit on the couch to brush my hair and I couldn't. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and my mom knew. <laughs> they were three to five minutes apart for like 40 minutes. Yeah. Then went to two to three. Oh, you're like, it's game time. There's no denying it. I just need to water. I just need to drink water. No, uh, you're still in denial. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My <laughs> One of my dogs, like we have three dogs, but she was following me, you know. Uh, clear I, sign. Yes. You know, Ben Ben knew. He was like, okay, do I need to put the bags in the car? I'm, I'm in my PJs, you know. My mom's like, yes, you need to call the doctor right now. <laughs> I'm like, No. <laughs> So I'm having my like 40 ounce water uh -huh. walking around my dining room table. I have my husband, my dog following me. <laughs> my mom's pacing in my living room. <laughs> really relaxing. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm like, I can talk through these, you know, they're intense, but you know, and finally my mom was like, are you timing these? And I was like, yes, they're two to three minutes apart. <laughs> You need to call the doctor right now. I'm like, no, no. You knew in your gut, like, I'm not that far yet. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to be a pansy and get yeah. to the hospital and have my friends check me and I'm two centimeters. Right. Come on. Yeah. 
And there were a couple ones where I had to like really hold on to my dining room chair and breathe through it. I'm like, okay, I, I'm starting to like not be able to talk through these. Yeah. So I ended up calling and the triage nurse was like, if she kind of was a little snotty, but she was like, if they're really two to three minutes apart, you need to come in. That's we usually tell our patients three to five. Right. <laughs> and I was like, I know, but I've been counting these for almost an hour now. My mom was like, just go to the hospital in your PJs. And I was like, <laughs> I, no, I like to look cute. Yes. I thought I was going to have my hair and makeup done in delivery. Of course. No, I, my hair was still wet and half brushed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got dressed. That is, <laughs> yeah. for you, I know to, to not care and have half brushed. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It was real. It was. Mm -hmm. Get to the hospital. You know, one of my friends takes care of me, and I still feel like they really didn't believe me. Because mm -hmm. she was like, "Eh, wait, they're so they're two three minutes apart." I'm like, "Yeah." At this point, I am. 40 weeks, right? Because it's my due date. Yeah. We get to the hospital at like 9.45. And I mean, I can't, I'm like, <laughs> I had to be wheeled through the ER because the front door is the hospital closed. Yeah. There was no one in the ER, by the way. But I totally freaked the people out, like the workers, because yeah. I was in the wheelchair and I was breathing through them. Uh -huh. And someone's like, tell that labor and delivery nurse to get down here. I'm going to wheel her up myself. She's going to have this baby. <laughs> It really wasn't that dramatic, but you know, if you're not People, in maternity world, they're like, oh my God, get her out of here. Get her out of here. We don't want to deal with yes. it. Yeah. So, you know, in the hospital world, they're like, well, we want to hook you up to the monitor for an hour and monitor what you're doing. I was like, I, okay. So I really was having contractions two, three minutes apart. Some of them didn't even go all the way down. And nice. So, I mean, I knew my body was doing what it was supposed to be doing. Yes. And, um, you know, it came time to check me and I was like, you guys, I'm so, I'm going to be so not mad, but like almost like a little embarrassed Yeah. because I was two centimeters when I got to the hospital <laughs> having these contractions, but my, my coworkers were nice and they were like, you need to get an epidural. And I'm like at two centimeters they're like, if you relax, you will dilate. Uh -huh. And you, you know, you'll be good. That's true. Um, got, you know, IV, they did fluids and I got the epidural. I think, you know, Bob gave me a little extra something, something. Cause I felt great. <laughs> <laughs> there was one point in before I got my epidural that I was holding onto the side rail and my husband was like holding my hand and I uh -huh. had my eyes closed and I looked up and he was yawning. And I was like, am I keeping you up? And he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm scared. I don't know what to do for you. I feel so bad. Aww. He was very supportive, but he did feel helpless, which I feel like I see a lot in the partners. They're like, uh -huh. they feel so helpless. Yeah, I like, see it too. You know, he was great, but I did get my epidural. I got, you know, just like some fluids, but nothing else mm -hmm. because... I just, again, advocated for myself and I was like, let me just see what my body does. Mm -hmm. The epidural was nice. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I did relax. So I got my epidural at midnight mm -hmm. and they checked me, you know, a couple, like maybe an hour later and I was five. 
See? Yeah. I had the lights turned off. I turned my meditation music on and I took a nap mm -hmm. and I relaxed and just like let her do her thing and let my body, you know, because I was having a girl. Right. Or I did have a girl. Yeah. <laughs> and let Brinley do her thing and my body do its thing. And at 4.45, they broke my water. And I kind of hung around between five to six for a while. I requested the peanut ball because I know that's really good to open up the hips. Yeah. And I was yeehawing on it and mm -hmm. all sorts of positions. And I had my day shift nurse come in. She's a good, she's a very good labor and delivery nurse, a friend, you know. And it was like 11 o'clock she kept like she straight cathed me a couple times and i she was getting like a thousand mls of urine out every time dang and she's like i'm just gonna put a foley in you and i'm like yeah yeah keep yeah. my bladder empty yeah thank you yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that was like 11 the doctor came in she was like i have a c-section and then i'll be back in like an hour uh -huh. and i was like shoot i'm feeling great uh -huh. you know i'm eight centimeters Right. But, you know, whatever. Just come back when you have time. I'm going to take another nap. You know, yeah. my husband's watching TV. <laughs> whatever. Relaxing. 12, she had a vaginal delivery. So she, like, you know, went to that C-section, went to a vaginal delivery, and it was, like, 1230. My nurse comes back in, and she's like, let's just practice. Because I was I was nervous. You know, I... This is now 1230 in the afternoon? Yes. So 12 hours later. Okay. And practice push, and she's, I mean, I'm numb. Mm -hmm. And she just tells me to, like, hug my belly and just push, you know, like, mm -hmm. towards my bottom. Mm -hmm. Whoa, 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 stop, 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 stop. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Am I doing it wrong? I'm so sorry. She's like, no, you're going to deliver this baby. <laughs> she's like, I see so much hair right now. She's like, she's right there. And I was like, well, let's just do it. Just, yeah. Let's just do it. She's yeah. like, I have to go get the doctor. And I'm like, gosh, <laughs> man, let's just do it. <laughs> so my OB went from a C-section, a vag, and then ran into my delivery. And, you know, COVID restrictions, it was just my husband. You know, mm -hmm. I couldn't have my mom or my mother-in-law there. Like, it was just, it happened the way that it happened. But, mm -hmm. like, I would have liked my mom there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I filmed it, you know, with my camera and everything mm -hmm. at a modest right. angle. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, and I pushed her out in two contractions. That was incredible. I mean, I don't even know. Like, it was so beautiful. That is incredible. And I got, I think, like a little bit of pit afterwards, you know, to clean. Which is protocol, yeah. yeah. Um. And Ben, like, looked around. He was like, I don't even think you broke us. Uh, he's like, what's, what is, she's out? Oh, my God. Like, and I looked <laughs> at him. Too, huh? I looked at him, and I was like, that is not normal for a first-time mom. No. Mm -mm. Like, Epidural or not, that is not normal. No. It doesn't happen in two contractions. No. Mm -mm. Um, it was funny because when she came out, she had a little meconium towards the end. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because like I labored too quick or she was a little stressed or but but like she came out and I immediately was like, she is not going to my NICU. Right. So I started working on her. I was like, 
you know, kind of stimulating her a little bit. And the nurse was like, do you want the bulb syringe? She, she's like, do you want me to do anything? <laughs> Mama Bear took over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The nurse Mama Bear. Uh-huh. I was like, no. But, you know, she did. we did skin to skin forever. Like, Shannon, I think, knew. And she did really well of, like, kind of working around me and Brittany. Protecting your space. Protecting my space. But I felt empowered yeah. that I listened to my body. I delivered at 40 and 1. Yeah. And I just got some LR and a little bit of pit. Uh-huh. And just listened to myself and advocated for myself. Yes. And, like, just listen to your body. You yes. Know? Like, I see what happens when your body's not ready to deliver. Yes. I see the outcomes. Yes. I really do. Uh-huh. And I feel, well, I want to say, that's why I think... I had a, a good delivery, you know, cause it was spontaneous. Yeah. The start of it mm-hmm. it was all by your body on its timing. Yeah. She was fashionably late, just like I am. Everything. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> but it's such an amazing feeling. Like seeing my husband hold her for the first time. Like we just couldn't stop crying. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he's really good with the camera. So he, when, you know, Shannon brought her over to the warmer, did her footprints and the, the weight. She was six pounds, 10 ounces. Oh, perfect. Peanut. Had a head full of hair, which I was bald tops too. So I was like, thank Jesus. Yes. <laughs> it's like when she was like, she has so much hair. I was like, my God, what? <laughs> but I mean, the... I was taken care of by my postpartum friends. We had the big room. They gave us some diapers and wipes and mm-hmm. respected my wishes of delaying the bath and just really working around Brinley and I because I really wanted to establish the skin-to-skin, breastfeeding, Ben doing skin-to-skin with her. Mm-hmm. Like It was a really good experience in the hospital for me. Yes, it that's a beautiful story. Thank you. It is. <laughs> yeah. I just honestly listened to myself because I was scared shitless. I really was. Yeah. Even being in the field, like I said, it could go either way. I I know all Oh, I agree. I just listened. I just felt like this calming sensation and just listened to my intuition and just really relaxed and just kind of let nature do its thing. Uh-huh. Cuz women are designed to deliver babies and yes yes it was a wild ride for sure but it was beautiful that is a beautiful story thank you yeah thank you for sharing it (laughs) thank you oh yeah yeah I have so many thoughts one of them is I just you know I I always say this but I I feel like I need to reiterate it on this podcast that however a woman chooses to birth is her choice and it's beautiful. Correct. I Just agree. because yeah. I chose to be a midwife that supports women at home doesn't mean that I disagree with epidurals or I disagree with the hospital or I disagree with OB care. Like, I think that there are reasons that you need to advocate for yourself. Yes. Like you were saying. Mm-hmm. 
there are unnecessary interventions that should be avoided. But I think when a woman chooses how she wants to birth and that's respected, it is such a beautiful, glorious thing. Mm -hmm. And that, I feel like you did so well. Thank you. You yeah. knew what choice you want. You knew how you wanted this to mm -hmm. go. Yeah. And you were able to advocate for yourself and yeah. the people around you supported those choices. Right. Do you think being an employee of that unit, you got it, not got, but it was easier for you to advocate for yourself? Do you have any words of wisdom for people going in that aren't a laborer or aren't a NICU nurse on the unit? Like, something that you could tell them that is helpful in empowering themselves and having their, their choices respected and heard? Plain and simple. Listen to yourself. Listen to your intuition. Yeah. 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 You're Just right. Listen to your gut. Because if your gut's saying, no, I don't think she should bring my water. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just listen to that. Yeah. And say, you know what? Let's let's wait. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. Listen to your gut. Mm -hmm. I also thought it was interesting how you said when you first got there and your nurse friend checked you and you were two and you were kind of like, oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. that girl. And I tried I so know. hard not to be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But she said, get the epidural. And you were kind of like, really? Yeah. Like you, I what I was reading from that is you were saying, no, I'm supposed to tough it out or I'll be weak. Yeah. But you were actually okay with getting the epidural. Yeah. It was because of external pressures that you were like, no, I shouldn't get it yet. Right. Yeah. See, I mean, you just got to listen to that because look, you relaxed. You knew. Yeah. I need that anesthesia to help me relax. Mm -hmm. You relaxed and your cervix dilated wide open. Yeah. Like Molly, my nurse, my night shift nurse was like, you're a rock star. You have had four ish hours of intense one, two, three minute apart contractions unmedicated. She's like, a lot of people wouldn't last this long. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if she was saying that to make me feel better or no, if she real. really meant it. Because mm -hmm. like I said, some of them didn't even come all the way down before another one started. So, I mean, I was in... Intense pain. Yeah. But I knew that something was going on. My body just knew, mm -hmm. you know, what to do. Yeah. I always tell mamas, don't be ashamed if yeah. you want an epidural. I 100% agree with don't. that. Yeah. And I tell them all, you know, I haven't had my first baby yet. You know, soon, God willing. But mm -hmm. I don't know if I'll have a home birth or not. I will plan for that. Right. But I may feel the, those sensations and say, you know what? I think some anesthesia would be better for my body. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I may. Mm -hmm. And I don't have a problem with that at all because mm -hmm. just like the other thing I always tell my clients is every contraction you relax through is one that brings you closer to meeting your baby. Yeah. Everyone you tense up through is one you have to do over. Yeah. And that is very true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. Very true. Oh, we saw it yesterday. Yep, for sure. I mean, once she, I always call it lay on the floor and die. 
<laughs> I don't ever publicize when I say that, but on the podcast, we usually call it surrender politely. Yeah. <laughs> politely, yes. I yeah. use the word surrender. But when I talked to moms after the fact, they're like, I finally was just like, well, I'm going to die. I might as well just lay down here. <laughs> yes. I mean. So once she did the lay down and die... Yeah, I mean, she it literally it, it was, happened within an hour. Yeah, it. Yeah. Uh huh. That was that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. some people can do that without an epidural. Yep. Some people need the epidural yeah. for various reasons. You know, mm-hmm. like some people have been through trauma. Yeah. That they can't let go of those sphincters, and that's mm-hmm. okay. Right. You know, it's okay to need help. Mm hmm. Wow, Amanda, your story is very, very cool. Thank you. Very beautiful. I appreciate that. Again, I reiterated, I was like, I feel like this never happens for first-time mamas. Uh-huh. I feel like Brinley did most of the work, and I just entered her in the world because I think she was in my pelvis sitting right there at 34 weeks. Yeah. Like she was right there. Yeah. Maybe 36, because that's when I think they started checking me. They yeah. do. They're a big part of labor and birth. Mm-hmm. The babies play a huge role. I Yeah, she understood the assignment is what the, the kids say today. Yeah, she understood the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, but you're right. Like, that just made me think about Dr. Stuart Fishbein. He always says epidurals aren't benign because even though you're not feeling it because you got anesthesia, your baby still feels every single contraction. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, that they – I think – there for a second, um, I heard Shannon say, oh, she really wasn't impressing me on the monitor. And I was like, give me Excuse some ice, me? give me some ice chips or something. Like, what we got to do is perk this baby up. Yeah. And then I think she gave me a little bit of sugar water and then it perked her right back up. But that's very true. Yeah. Like, They're still feeling it. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Brinley was doing most of the work. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. But you did too because you surrendered to it. Yeah. Yeah, you laid down and died. I did. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost biblical, like, lay down your life. Yeah. You know? Everything, I mean, like, no control. Like, you just just have to just, like, do it. Yeah, lose control. And I am a control freak a little bit, so that was kind of hard. But, like, I listened to myself, and I just, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Wow, that's so cool. And you had COVID at the very end of your pregnancy. We did. We had just little mild symptoms. Um, Obviously, it couldn't take much, you know, but I did amp up with my vitamins like D, Z, and D, Z, D, D, zinc, and C. And it kind of had like a little chest cold, but. But you came through it fine. Yeah. Natural immunity. Amen. Brindley got some too and yeah. through the placenta maybe and then, you know, nursing and uh-huh. so be interested to see if she has antibodies. Yeah. I'm not sticking your baby, but yeah. damn, I really want to know. I know. I know. Cause there really isn't data on that yet. No. I know. Oh. I will say going through it, I was very angry because I like worked through it, you know. 
Mm-hmm. We didn't really see it in the maternity population as much as like the other community population. Mm-hmm. Um, our moms and babies weren't affected. We were kind of in our own little bubble. Yep. Um, but I think it happened the way that it was supposed to happen. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now she's here. Oh my gosh. And she is so cute. <laughs> the little dancer. You turn on that music. She I puts know. her hands in the she's air. Got the little... move. Oh, she's got the move. She feels mm-hmm. the music. She does. Yeah. She's an she... Aquarius. Oh. And it's she... so weird. Not weird, but like my husband's a Gemini, I'm a Libra, and Brinley is an Aquarius. So we're all air signs. So our next baby is going to be the one that probably rules the the roost. Oh, like yeah. the boss. Uh-huh. <laughs> just yeah, because you know, the three of us are just like, just go with the flow, uh-huh. laid back, you know. This one, the next one, no, nah, it's not going to be. Nope. <laughs> they are going to make a big presence. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes. But it's so fun, you know, this that experience being a mama. And I will say breastfeeding was interesting because I can teach it. I can educate and help. All day long, all mm-hmm. night long. But when I had to do it for myself, like it kind of wasn't natural at first. Like it just felt weird. Yeah. And then, and then like I relaxed and. Again, relaxing. Yeah. And I did have some help with the lactation, you know, my postpartum nurse. And I'm not too prideful to say, I don't know. Like I asked for help. Right. And. I delivered, you know, early afternoon, but we stayed the full 48 hours. Like I thought I wanted to leave at 24 hours. I just wanted to get out, get home in our space. But my coworkers were like, stay the extra night, put her in the nursery so we can watch your baby and love on her. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm glad that I did that because I ended up sleeping and I got the breastfeeding help. Like I didn't have any expectations because I didn't want the letdown, but I right. kind of did a little bit. But I mean, we're you know she's ten months and I'm exclusively still nursing and right. I'm pretty damn proud of myself as you should be. But I'm you know totally support those who do supplementations and formula. Like Fed is best. I will tell you. Yes, coming from Fed a, is best. Coming from an acute nurse or a postpartum nurse, you know. Yeah. Like, but, it is such a powerful thing, you know, at that it bond. Is. And, and it know. is something that you just have to surrender to the journey, just like labor and birth. I totally just follow her lead. Right. I really, like, even if I wasn't in the field, I don't know if I would have read books or anything, maybe a little bit, you know, just to get kind of information. But I just really, truly go on my intuition and just listen to her, listen mm-hmm. to my baby. Yeah. I don't know if it's the right answer, if it's the right thing, but it's been working for 10 months, so. It's right for you. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for sharing your story with everyone. Yes. No, thank you for allowing me to share. Yeah. I feel like we have 20 more things. I know. That we should talk about. (laughs) I know. Maybe we should schedule another podcast. Oh my gosh, I would love that. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For now, is there anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? No, I just thank you for allowing me to experience this. I I am like yearning for more now. I was going to ask you, you know, 
it's only a few hours after this birth we had, but I'll be interested to hear and see where, where your path is leading. Yeah. Cause I have my own desires, like what Julia wants. Yeah. Right. And I think you know what those are, mm -hmm. but that my desires may not be where your path leads. I may, I may boohoo a little bit about it, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I want to see where you go. Me too. Yeah. I'm excited Me for too. this next journey. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thanks again, Amanda, for being here with us today. And I know the audience is so grateful and they're going to love your story. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, everyone, thank you for tuning in to the Home Birth Experience podcast. I know that you have lots of options to listen to and you all lead, lead really busy lives. And this podcast is over an hour long. <laughs> So thank you for choosing our podcast and our content to listen to. We appreciate your support. Leave us comments on your favorite podcast app. Download, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen, subscribe to us. Thanks again for listening and have a happy holiday season. Bye.